0: love told
1: We are back with episode 23 of the Urban Wire. Um, Today, we're going to do a little quick show. I'm waiting for my guests to call in. Um, We're just going to come in with a little bit of of community dialogue um, as it relates to um, relationships, race, and reality. I think it's something that we don't really talk about. It's something that we uh, try to uh, avoid and it's like one of the like 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 I've used this term before. It's the pink elephant in the room. So we're gonna definitely talk about that today. Um, we're gonna to see if our guest comes in pretty soon. If not, we'll just I'll just talk on it for a little bit and I'll just wrap this show up. Um, but once again, you can um, always join us in our chat room, which I'm opening that up right now. Um, it's officially open now. If you wanna log in to our website at com slash U-C-O-F-W, or you can call in with your questions, comments at 646-915-8200. Once again, that's 61, 646-915-8200. Um, once again, the topic is race, uh, relationships, and reality. Um, so we're going to go to a couple of songs, and uh, when we get back, we're going to um, get into our topic really quick. We're going to come with you with the mega remix or the mega mix, but as we always do. So um, hit us up on this beautiful Saturday afternoon, um, special edition of the Urban Wire.
0: I don't see how you can hate from outside of the club You can't even get in (laughs) Leg out Yellow model chin Yellow bottle sippin Yellow Lamborghini Yellow top missing. Yeah, yeah, that shit look like a toupee I get what you get in ten years In two days Ladies love me I'm on my cool day If you get what I get What would you say? you wax it all off, Mr. Miyagi, and the suicide doors, are Kari, look at me now, look at me now, oh, I'm getting paper, look at me now, oh, look at me now, yeah, fresh, oh, fuck. little nigga bigger than real cause I'm feeling every nigga that can try to be on my shit, better cup you chick, if you with her, I can get it and she accidentally
2: Let me show you how to keep the dice rolling when you're doing that thing over there, homie. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Let's go. Cause I'm feeling like I'm running and I'm feeling like I gotta get away, get away, get away. Better know that I don't and I won't ever stop because you know I gotta win every day, day. You really,
0: really, really wanna pop me. Blow. Just know that you will never pop me. Go. And I know that I could be a little cocky. Go. You ain't never gonna stop me. Every time I come a nigga gotta set it, then I gotta go in then I gotta get it, then I gotta blow in and then I gotta shut it. Any little thing a nigga think that he be doing because it doesn't matter because I'm gonna da Then I'm gonna murder everything and anything about it, boom, about it, thing. I gotta do a lot of things to make it clearer to a couple niggas that I always winning, and I gotta get it again and again and again.
2: And I be doing it to
0: death, and now I move a little A nigga. Better call a rap, and everybody know my style. I niggas know that I'm the best when they come to doing this, and I be banging on my chest, and I'm banging in the east, and I'm banging in the west, and I come to give you more, and I will never give you less. You will hear it in the street, or you can read it in the press.
2: Do you really wanna know what's next? Let's go. See the way we all in, and we all up in the race, and you know we gotta go and try to keep up with the pace, and we struggling and hustling and it, and I get it, and we always gotta do and take it to another place, gotta taste it, and I gotta grab it, and I gotta cut all through this traffic just to beat at the top of the throne, but I know I gotta have it. Have it. Have Look it. at me now.
0: Look at me now. Oh. I'm getting paper. Look at me now. Oh, look at me now. Yeah. Fresh to the wall.
2: Man, fuck these bitch ass niggas. How y'all doing? I'm shit. I'm a nuisance. I go stupid. I go dumb like the three stooges. I don't eat sushi.
0: I'm this shit. No, I'm pollution. No
1: substitution. Got a bitch that play air movies in my jacuzzi. Pussy juice and I never give a fuck about a hater. Got money on my radar. Dressed like a skater. Got a big house. can with an elevator. You niggas ain't eating. Fucking tell a waiter. All they say, shoot him. And I say, okay. If you shit, then I'm like, ole, I don't care what you say, so don't even speak, your girlfriend a freak, like, Are back to the urban wire today's topic once again will be um dealing with race relationships and reality yeah we're gonna go to our lines i think this is our special guest for today um seven six five uh, uh think is james yeah it is all right welcome welcome back again to the show um we wanna we want to um thank you again for coming on again, um and share sharing with us today. Um today we're gonna to be doing a um controversial topic, you know, um, dealing with the things that I just mentioned. And we're just gonna go with the flow and, you know, kinda of see what go you know, what happens, but I kinda of wanted to talk about this or delve into this issue because it's an issue um uh, that we How should I put it As I I, I I used this term before Like it's like the pink elephant in the room But like today nobody really Everybody's on the edge when it deals with Discussing racial issues Because we we now are Living in a racially charged society Where you know race is At the forefront of a lot of things Like especially in the news uh, Politics And uh, even in our personal lives So Um uh, I want to thank you for coming on here, and um, I guess my first question—the first question I really want to uh, ask you—is, uh, and, and we, we've discussed racism and race as far as it pertains to relationships. But do you see race uh, playing a big role as far as like uh, our everyday lives, like as far as like our relationships, people interacting? people, um, the economy, political scene. I mean, do you think that it plays a bigger role than most people will will admit and what do you think about people who claim claim that they're you know, racist issues? What do you feel about that? Um,
2: you know, really I don't I don't really feel a certain kind of way about it though, really, because um I think that um, I think that it doesn't play as big a role as what people think that it does play, but I think that a lot of people kind of, like, try to make it insignificant. They try to make it seem as if it's not even there at all or that it doesn't have a role to begin with. And I think that that's kind of, like, I think that people fool themselves into thinking that. I think it's a comfortable way to be to think, of the, to think that, you know, it doesn't play a big role in the things, but um, it does. And then it also plays a, it, it plays a big role in, you know, a lot of people had, you know, a lot of people had stereotypes of, of how they feel about it you know, certain individuals. So when dealing with someone, a lot of times they'll have guards up to prepare themselves for um, what people stereotypically say, you know, this this particular culture does or, or that particular culture does and this is just their way of doing things. A lot of people will, you know, try to brace themselves for that, especially when they're dealing with interracial relationships. When you're dealing with relationships where it has two people of the same race I think that um, it's a lot easier to be in a relationship with somebody that that's the same as you are, just because a lot of times the upbringing is kind of similar and the culture is the same. So it's, you know, it's not as abrasive. But um, I, uh, to answer your question, I, I think that it does play a part. I don't think it plays as big as a part as people think, but I yeah. think that you would be a fool to not to try to pretend like a problem just doesn't exist at all. Now, And that's,
1: and we're going to get into the relationship part But reason, another thing that You know um, Another reason why I really want to do this show I mean in light of um, You know Things that have been going on in the media As far as um, You know how race always comes up Like during you know um, In politics Especially during this time where you know A lot of people are trying to you know Figure out who's going to be Who's going to be you know who's gonna take the nomination on for uh president next year and stuff like that. So you start to see a lot of these things, like a lot of these things, true colors coming out. And especially with the whole entire Donald Trump situation, I really think that it it really uh, causes us to like take a realistic view of race and race relations here in the United States and how people still view us, particularly in the African-American community, how they still have these negative uh, stereotypes, these negative uh, feelings towards us as people, and it really causes us to, like, step back and say, hey, we really need to start using our vote and our power to, uh, you, know, you know, to keep people like this out of our government. You know, and like you said, like, it, it, it's like, people for, and I don't know if you ever noticed this for a long, for a while, like, people were, like, kind of, like, colorblind. Everybody was talking about being colorblind and just that and the other. Everybody was acting like we were moving so far, you know, ahead, race relations, and stuff like that. But it seems to me in the past four or five years, racism has kind of reared its head again. And I don't know, have you kind of felt like that, like even not only on the political scene, even like in daily interactions with people, people are becoming less tolerant now, and you would think that with us moving into, you know, moving past the first decade of the new millennium, you would think that we would be over these situations. Have you seen racism like uh, kind of like, I don't know, like have you seen a lot of racial issues, like, starting to come back to the scene you know, again, or do you think it's always been there, but just left under the rug? You, know,
2: you know what, in my opinion, I'm going to just say that, you know, really, um, the way people are going about doing it is a lot differently in today's day and age. Actually, nothing has really changed. Absolutely nothing right. has changed. Nothing has changed since, I mean, 1950. It's been the same racism. It's just the way that people go about doing it because, you know, it was socially acceptable to be overt, overtly racist. It was socially acceptable to say racist things in public, in public setting. It was socially acceptable to discriminate in public setting. Now it's it's not so much. It's taboo. But instead of you know losing the racism, what people have, have done is it's become uh, uh, more efficient at masquerading what it actually really is. And a lot of times they just do that so that you know they can pretend that it's it's um, that it, it's not what it is. You know, a lot of people will, will make racist remarks, and a lot of people will just have racist feelings. And you know, a lot of times they'll just say, "Well, this is, uh, this is just my preference," or you know, a lot of times they won't even speak or elaborate on exactly what's going on with them. But then again, those are the people that you got to watch for because those are the same people right. that in 1950 were. You know, burning churches. Those were the same people who were, you know, getting in a, in public forums and just being openly honest about their dislike of, um, you know, other cultures. It's all ignorance when it when it boils down. But in 2011, people have just got more uh, discreet, you know. But I mean, it's still there. I mean, the racism, racism has not gone anywhere, and I mean, it's a deep-rooted issue. And a lot of and, and what ends up happening is that. We never get to the root of the issue. It's like a weed that grows, and, and all we're doing is just picking the flower off the dandelion. Is we didn't even go to the root. So the, the weeds will continue to grow. And then as you have this new generation that comes up, and they start understanding how to be, you know, more socially acceptable with racism, because it's a certain line that you can cross where it's not socially acceptable. And the funny thing about it is that once you cross that line of socially acceptable racism, even racist people will point the finger and say, ooh, you did a bad thing, you know, and they'll harp on you racist people themselves will point their finger and almost act as if they haven't been guilty of committing the same sin but once you stay above that socially acceptable level of racism everything is fine and dandy you know and there's no backlash for that but people have to be more conscious when you're dealing with people you have to be you got to be willing to educate them and let them know you know this is offensive and what you're doing is not right and you also got to stand up for yourself and let people know you know this is not cool and you know, you're being racist, and no, you're not being overtly racist. No, you didn't call me the N-word, or no, you didn't just make a, you know, an ethnic joke about my, you know, you didn't make any jokes about my ethnicity or any comments that were offensive o- overtly, but you did something that definitely is racist that shows that you have a, um, you know, you have an a ignorance of differences and how we can actually come together and be, you know, one American culture and not just, a country full of a lot of different cultures.
1: Now, now we were just, you know, and, and that kind of brings up um, something that I've noticed, too. Um, today, like, I noticed that the new uh, race, it, it's more like they try to, you know, the new, I think like we're still dealing with racism, but I think it's more economic now as well. And like when I say economic, I I see how a lot of people will try to pitch things to, and I'm I'm speaking specifically to the African American community because we I can get into the Latino community and how they're being targeted today. You can watch the news, see all the legislation that that's trying to pass to discriminate against them. But as far as the African American community is, when I say economic, uh like slant towards racism, we see how a lot of entities come into uh, our community or try to uh, cater certain things in businesses in our community, but they suck all the life out of our community and they give us inferior products, inferior services, but yet they do not invest in our community. They do not Take those resources and put them back in the community to benefit us in any type of way. Now, have no, you no, noticed no. that? I mean, that's a little bit. I mean,
2: that's just a. That's the way that this country was built. That's one thing that people all. there's one thing that people always seem to forget is that this country was built on using someone else, and, and basically making a dollar out of fifteen cents. This is American mm. capitalism in its in its in its in its truest form. Okay, so what these people do is they go and they market to people, and they, I mean, you know, they're going to give inferior products, they're going to give inferior service. That's just the way that it is, because if they were to give us what we actually deserve, they would be spending too much money, and it wouldn't be profitable. So at that point, what they're going to do is try to make the most money that they can, and they can make the most money off of, you know, people who don't educate themselves. Now, you've got people who go out, and you've got people who actually, you know, study, communities, Latino communities. You have people that go out and they study Asian communities. you got people that go out and they study the black community, and they study and they figure out the things that we are willing to spend our money on, and then they market those things to us. The problem with that is, is that when you take money away from a community like that and you don't put it back into a community, you're actually... It's not a, a a a business move that will have a, lo- a lot of longevity. And I say that because you're taken away from this community and you're not giving it back, okay? And it would be the same as if you planted a tree and you picked all the apples off, but you never watered or fed it. Eventually, mm. that tree is going to stop producing. That community is going to stop having wealth to spend. Now, right now, you know, black spend three or four times as much as. I don't know exactly what the statistic is, so I don't want to say anything that's completely dogmatic here, but blacks spend a lot more money, I mean, dollar for dollar, person for person, than the white community. This is just evidence, you know. It is, you know, I mean, we're a big market. That's why these big companies like Sprite, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, that's why these huge companies, and and, you know, and and record companies as well, and and, and and tobacco companies as well. That's why they spend billions and billions of dollars on these um, urban hip-hop, jazz, R&B-influenced commercials with, you know, all black cast and, and different things like that. And it's kind of disheartening that these people are making all this money off the black community and they're not putting it back in. As a personal experience, you know, I, I kind of have um, gotten disheartened when I went to places like um, – when I went to uh, Washington D.C. and I went to the BET headquarters, and when I walked in there, and it was um, not very many black people that worked for BET, the actual network itself, and then the only black people that uh. were, that actually did work there at that time was Bob Johnson and a couple of uh, a couple of other high up exec network heads, and then everybody else in the in between was white, and then you had um, and then you had uh, at the at pretty much in front of the camera which i say is the bottom level, in front of the camera. In front of the camera was 100% black. Behind the camera was about 99.8% white. And I felt like that was a little bit disheartening to me. For, For them to make the most of their money doing black programming, black television shows, black networking, I'm saying to myself, you are the media and you control the images and the things that we see as a community, and basically you're deciding what's good for us in your opinion, and you're not even of our culture. So you know that kind of was disheartening, and the same thing with Radio One. When I went to 96.3 for the first time, I went with a buddy of mine who happens to be a, a a voice. I'm not, I'm not gonna say his name. He's black, but um, he's a voice on that radio station, and I'm familiar with a lot of those people on there, and a lot of them are my friends. They are good people. I'm not trying to downplay them at all. But when I went in there and I saw, you know, how many people that were there that actually, you know, weren't weren't of our culture at all, I just kind of felt like that was kind of strange because I say. You know, 90 I mean, 99.9% of the music that you play, 99% of the commercials that you play, 99.9% of the ads and the programming that you run is strictly catered to this community, and it's by people like, you know, of our own. And then when I see the people that's actually running this show, that's not reflective at all. So, you know, I, I just, I, I wonder, but, you know, part, part, part of this, as far as those things go, I blame on and, you know, a lot of people know me for being real, man. I don't really like to sugarcoat anything it It seems like and it seems like for a long amount of time i'm not I'm not trying to downplay anybody with this, but it seems that you know white people in particular who I'm speaking about right now, it seems that they have had a lack of culture to identify with as their own, so a lot of times what I see with them is I see that they will turn around and they will, um, you know, they will kind of adopt another culture, whatever they feel is most relevant to them in their struggle or whatever their situation is, so they'll adopt a culture. So I see a lot of, you know, young white guys and girls, and, you know, I see that they have kind of embraced the black culture, and I don't have no problem with that, but I see them embracing other cultures too, Latino culture, and I see them doing that. And I I wonder, you know, a lot of times I say they don't have their own Culture to identify with a lot of times And when they do identify with their own culture A lot of times it just comes off as You know as being racist Whenever they're ethnocentric It just comes off as kind of like white pride Which is kind of like a taboo issue still
1: Yeah But you know what I'm going to throw this in here real quick And then I'm going to jump back to something that you mentioned A few minutes ago I really think that um, and And this is another issue That I've noticed too why is it that when blacks have a sense of pride or we have um, certain cultural black events or we celebrate Martin Luther King Day or Black History Month, why is it viewed as us being militant, but every other culture? You see the Irish, they have their day as far as St. Patrick's Day, um, Cinco de Mayo, you know, that that's being celebrated by the Hispanics. You have all these other cultural events today that are celebrated, and it's looked at as a cultural event, but when blacks have an event, it's looked at as we're trying to be exclusive or we're trying to be militant or we're trying to go against the brain. Why do you think that? And then and this is something else I want I want you to answer that question. And then there's something else, like you mentioned earlier, about how we spend so much money and this, that, and the other. Do you think that has a lot to do with our, our needs fit in in our low self-esteem and how society has made us feel like we have to keep up with the Joneses in order to be relevant or be even seen or accepted.
2: I I absolutely do. I mean, that's what it is, you know. A lot of times, I mean, you know, a lot of times people will spend that kind of money to make themselves feel better about the situation that they're in, you know, but at the end of the day. You can't buy yourself into a better class. I mean, you can dress yourself up real nice, and you can go and you can get all of those labels, and you can go and you can get all of those things, and you can buy the nicest things in the world. But, I mean, if you're just not in that tax bracket, you're not in that tax bracket. You, you, I mean, you can't fool the bank, you know. You can't fool yourself. You make' can fool other people, and I think that's what it all boils down to. But, I mean, it's a lot of frustration that goes on with that, too. Frustration and anger.
1: Sometimes we do have the money. But I think you can't buy yourself into a social circle, too. If they don't want to accept you, they don't want to accept you. You can be, a lot of times, and I've noticed this a lot about a lot of black people, you know, you know me and you, we, we hang out some of that comes from the same places. We see a lot of black people that that do have it going on. You know, they're very attractive, you know, very well put together, that, you know, they may have education, they may have, you know, decent money, but they're trying to fit into a social circle. They're trying to fit in with individuals that are oftentimes not even on their level, or even if they're on their level, they will not accept you because a lot of times it does not have anything to do with your money. Right.
2: I mean, uh, you so, know what? I, I really think it's believe just
1: a... I think if they don't want to accept you in their circle because you don't look like them, you're just not going to get in no matter what you do. Oh,
2: uh, well, that, yeah, that's apparent. We have but you know what? I think that it's, I think that it's really just a. I don't think it's a bad thing, man. I really think it's a cultural difference, though. I think it's a cultural difference in how how I think it's wealth management, and I think that it's just a cultural difference. And I think that you know, I think that other races, particularly Caucasians, I think they deal with race. I mean, I think they deal with wealth differently, is what I think. I think that they have been grown to know to prioritized in a different kind of way, and I think that savings is a big. I think the savings is a big you know big part of their culture, and I think that also. um uh, uh, spending their money on um, things that are um, b- a bigger investments is what I say, bigger investments right. so, so, sort of like houses and cars and things like that. I think that that's what they spend their money on. I think they culturally yeah, culturally different. a lot
1: to do with education because we weren't taught those things. And then you got to look at all. it like this. And, and the thing about this is, like, we got to realize, and this is not, like I said, I'm far from racism, but I'm dealing with reality. Um, right. We have to look at it like this. White people have already had a head start on us. Right. They've already had, um, you know, they, they're far ahead of us for the simple fact that we economically, we weren't taught these things. You know, secondly, a lot of the inventions that we we have and a lot of things that we came up with, they were stolen from our people. A lot of the everyday things that we use and see and, and you know, that we experience on a daily basis, were created by black by you know, African, so called African Americans. And a lot of the the slaves even were very indented, very right noted. But this they were the property of that slave master, they owned those rights and those you know, and those um, those um, patents on a lot of those inventions that they came up with. So we have been robbed, we've been raped We've been stolen, taken advantage of, and
2: you know, and we're trying to play catch up at this point. Right. I mean, and that's what I was telling you when I was saying that's exactly what I was saying when I was like, that's American capitalism in its truest form because that's the point of it—to use somebody for your profit, to use somebody else where they lose and you gain. That's how it all started. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that was just that was the whole that was the whole context of slavery. We got somebody that's going to work for us and, and make me gain. You do the work and I do the game. That's just how that's how it goes. That's just how capitalism is, you know what I mean? So when you're dealing with that and you understand that dynamic, it's kind of easy to see exactly why certain people are targeted, certain people. You know, they have this saying, they say, uh, you know, uh, only the strongest survive, you know. The strong people stay strong by feeding off of the weak. But as long mm-hmm. as you make yourself, as long as you allow yourself to continue to be weak, you know, that's exactly what you're going to end up dealing with, is making somebody else money. That's why, you know, when I went to school, I went for a business because I felt like, you know, that would be the only way that I could really be able to be successful and have peace of mind at the same time. It's being able to do it for myself, and, 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 and the labor that I put in is actually reflective over, uh, of my successfulness. You know, how much hard work I put in is how much I actually get out. That's 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 why, you know, I did that, but, you know, the... um. Man, to hit on what you was talking about, as far as getting used, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is, you know. And um, I say at this point, you know, the best thing for people to do is really educate themselves and know when they can see somebody is actually using them for that in that kind of way. I'm, 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 I'm very uh, conscious over how I spend my money, though. I don't, I don't think that it's a bad thing. How uh, I don't think it's a bad thing how we spend our money, though. I really don't think it's a bad thing. I think that it's just different. And I think that the difference scares people because I think that you know I think that um, whites, they focus their money they focus their they focus their money on saving so much and they focus their life so much on career and they focus so much on saving for winter and and putting away for the later years and you know it's no secret that a lot of blacks live for the moment they live in present day. The problem with mm-hmm. that is that I now think why that is why do you that well, is. Number one, I think that it's just you know nobody has really been taught wealth management. Number one, and then um, number two, I think that um, I, I just think that it's just not something that you know because you never know, you know, and that's why a lot of my money I'm not, I'm not really real big on the saving thing either. I'm not gonna lie to you. I put money away. And I, I'm putting money away for my retirement if I ever do get there. But you got to realize that's a gamble too, because we're not guaranteed to get old. We are guaranteed to die, but we're not guaranteed to get old. And you can't take anything that you made in this world with you, especially me being gay. I'm not gonna. I'm, I am not going i do not have children. I don't have beneficiaries. I don't have people to pass my money on to. So I'm spending it in right now, and I'm having fun with it right now, and I'm, I'm not so much concerned with you know, what's going on in the future, because anything anything could happen. You know, it's a good idea to plan right.
1: for it. Right.
2: But I think it's just a difference in cultures. I think we live in the moment a little bit more as far as economically. We spend our money a little bit faster when we burn it up Want a little bit more, you know, flashier things, you know, the things that you can see, the things that you can visibly see. I, I don't see no problem with it, though. You know, I just think it's a little bit different. Now, a lot of people will turn their nose I, up. I noticed well, that. you know, I don't
1: anything wrong with spending, I'm with you, but we need to be more mindful where we spend our money because That's a lot of people exactly don't have important. appreciation. They don't have an appreciation what we what we can offer and bring to table. That's why you can go into certain places. And my thing is, any smart business person, I don't care where the money comes from. It's green money and it's, it's going to spend like anybody else's money. Right. But see, we'll go into, and I hate to use this analogy, but I'm going to go there because everybody Everybody knows. Like we're, right. we're we're so caught up in being consumers that we'll be willing to go any place and take any type of a, a, a,
2: a treatment. And, a for treatment, example, a lot of these women name, man.
1: they'll go they'll go to these Chinese or these Korean-owned beauty supply stores. Which okay, that's fine. You got your hustle. But right. first of all, they don't respect you when you go in the store. Right, You know, they follow you, they think you steal something, they talk to you any kind of way, and they're not giving back to the community. So not my enough. thing is, we're so caught up in being consumers that we're send that dollar someplace where they don't appreciate us.
2: Uh, yeah, in a, a minute, I mean? because they have what we want and we're willing to take any kind of treatment to get it, man. I mean, that, I mean that's absolutely true.
1: We got but like power. I said, we really do.
2: Yeah, I'm conscious over what I do as far as that's concerned, though. I mean, I'm very conscious because I, sp- I don't just spend my money anywhere, and I'll be the first one to throw an attitude up in the air. I may
1: be one cool. person, but one person can spread the word, and that's that's X-9 dollars that you want me to get from me. I, I, exactly. One thing, I, you know, I don't play when I go, you know, and I'm not one of these. And see, this is what I'm saying because that's a particular person. Part, you know, I'm not one of these black people that's going to get around certain people and act a certain way and act budgy, and then take any kind of thing off of whoever, because, you know, I want to be a consumer. I'm not going to be like that. And then get yeah, around other that, black yeah. people and talking all this militant crap. I, I, I just don't do that.
2: <laughs> Are you talking about a lot? No, I'm not going to say that. But it is a few people that do that. I do not. I mean, I know a few, you know, uh, more than <laughs> a few, actually, who do that, you know, but they don't practice what they preach. and And I don't really respect a lot of the stuff that they say, but I mean, you know, that's why I'm
1: on I've been the outside trying to... Of, and see, and that's another thing. I want to get on these these so-called leaders or these so-called want to be conscious people that that, are, that they have a lot of good stuff to say. They, they right. have a lot of good knowledge, actually, that they're spitting. But at the same time, we, we, we match up their lifestyle with what they're preaching, and it's nowhere near that. You know, right. I, it sounds like they said it looks good on paper, but really... Reality of it is you're not Living what you're saying And then you want to attack the people that are Living what they're saying and you want to Say that they're too abrasive. You know oh, you, you get around You get yeah. and, and, and I just don't understand where is it getting you Being it's like you, you're Practicing A spirit of schizophrenia Or you 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 have multiple Personalities because you talk militant around the black folks, and then you bowing down to the white folks. You know, it, I just—I'm I'm, kind of confused. I just—some people do that, and I just want to know when, when are we going to stop doing that? Like, I mean, you got to realize
2: man? that they—they they can't help it, though, man. That's not that. They can't help it because they haven't taught themselves how to break that. I keep I keep using this phrase, man. It's called the psychological chains of slavery. It's not no physical, tangible chain, but it's just your mentality. You know, and they can't break themselves out of that mentality, especially when they're right there in the midst of the moment. A lot of times they can't take themselves out of that and say, you know what, this is not going to work with me. I'm not going to, you know, um, subject sub- subject myself to this. I'm not going to do. This. I'm not going. A lot of times they don't do that. A lot of times they don't do that, you know, because it still psychologically has a hole on them. But, um, you know, for it, it people is, like not, a
1: lot of them aren't bad people. Like, no,
2: nah, they're not bad people at all. They're just confused. I mean, it's what they say is easier said than done. A lot of them can tell you the smart thing to do. A lot of them can, can say, you know, this is the right thing to do or this is the good thing to do. But then when it's actually time to execute and put action into the play, they're not going to do it. You know, because they don't want to disenfranchise themselves from the people that they are trying to win their affection. And see, by being abrasive and calling these people, you you can't win their affection at the same time. You can't do that at the same time and tell somebody, you know, you're actually doing something I don't like. But please still be my friend. No. Mm -hmm. They're too scared of losing their affection, you know. So they're not going to do nothing to push them away. When they get into the situation where they have to, you know, basically have conflict, they're not going to do it. It's absolutely not going to happen. But then when they're away from them, of course, they're going to be militant. Of course, they're going to tell you all of this stuff about how they, you know, you know uh, okay, you know, lies. It sounds like lies to me. Yeah, it's me. I mean, that's call a spade a spade. You're lying. Yeah. Well,
1: that's what it is. These are the same people that want to use. You know, and then as it's, it's, it's bad as it sounds like, the people that do this, they're actually discriminating against people like themselves.
2: I mean you know, they are, but they don't realize it at the time, you know. But you have to avoid those people though. You you know you have to avoid those kind of people. You have a a lot of people have a lot of power. They, they'll they put, they'll push they
1: you have. out to the forefront. They'll push you out to the forefront. They say yeah, you need to be do this, this, and that. But they'll sit back. They'll they'll push you out in the forefront for you to get attacked while they stand back because they're too coward to do what they want you to do something that they can't do. But they want to push you out to the forefront so you can get attacked, so you can get the results that they want. Right. I don't know if that's making any sense.
2: But nah, I mean it makes of, a lot of sense, but a lot of times, you know, they're not willing to do that because they do have that. Cow, you know, it's, it's cowardly, is what it is. You know, they don't have the courage to do it, but at the same time, they, a lot they of they
1: want to hold on to that little bit of that little morsel of social um, respect they that they claim to still have.
2: Well, I mean and no I of them say social uh, yeah, a lot of them don't have respect at all socially or in any kind of other form, but you know, what I do is I make sure that I you know, I mean, whenever especially if I got a situation like that, I'm always gonna put it on display so that other people can see it. You know, a lot of times I say this man and it sounds kinda of funny, but sometimes you have to do you have to uh <laughs> sometimes you have to basically uh conflict in, in public so that other people can see and take note and observe. Because what I want other people mm-hmm. to do is know that you can be comfortable and do that, you know what I mean? And you can do it in a certain kind of way. You you don't have to do it in the wrong kind of way. You can do it in a certain kind of way and still get your respect at the same time.
1: Right, right. You know, and That's a lot right. of
2: times people don't have that. They don't have that. Uh, I'm not going to say role model at all, but they don't have that. And You know what I mean? They don't have that to, to take inspiration from because they've never seen anybody do it before. So then after they see somebody do it, you know, maybe they'll be more comfortable trying it themselves and saying, hey, this is not cool. You know what I mean? And we can still be cool, but you just can't do this anymore. That's simple.
1: Right, right. You
2: know what I mean? Or letting people know. I bet you didn't know you offended me with that. But let me tell you, I find that offensive. And, you know, if you continue to do that, then we can't have a relationship anymore. Sometimes you have to use it.
1: And that's what being an adult is all about. You know, that's what it's It's just
2: maturity. That's it. Yeah. It's maturity. And it's not, it's being a man is what it is. Right. It's right. Is being a man, you know, but then again, you know, we dealing with who we're dealing with, and a lot of them don't think that they are really men. So, mm. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. But what I do know is that, you know, seeing somebody else do it definitely makes it a little bit, you know, less um, nerving, unnerving. Okay, I want to
1: uh, just just to throw this in here because I know we did this show at the last minute, but anybody that's listening live, feel free to call us, call in at nine one five, no, I'm sorry, six four six nine one five eighty two hundred. Definitely, uh, feel free to um, hit us up on our Facebook page. We do have a um, we do have a fan page on there now. Um, we're um, working on our website currently, and we're also on YouTube. So uh, go make sure you go over there, and check that out for those who have YouTube um, accounts. Go go to UCOFW, type that in, and subscribe to us. Um, a lot of times we'll take excerpts from the show and post those up, and also we're going to be doing more videos this um, this summer. And then coming up here, I gotta uh, get it get it um, arranged. I know Brothers United, just we're um, trying to get something set up to where we're gonna, they, they're going to come on the show. So make sure you guys be on the lookout for that. We're on Twitter. You can keep up, keep up with us on there. And just uh, spread the word. You know, we're going to be coming on um, regularly Monday and Thursday. And then uh, every now and then I'm going to try to get James on here, you know, on a Saturday and stuff like that and spit some knowledge, you know, that we really need to know as a community and as a people, because I, you know, to me, uh, this is this is a topic that a lot of people do not want to touch. So, um, right. but yeah, so getting back to what we were discussing, because um, um, we we kind of hit on this on the last show as far as relationships are concerned. Um, what is as far as like. Uh, where we stand as a people. Do you think a lot of times, um, and, and particularly in the LGBT community, do you think that uh, Black men, because I was just talking to one of my, my one of my friends and he he was dating a guy, um, they were together for four years and he was talking about how um, the guy that he was with was extremely attractive. Seriously. And and he and he used to buy a lot of stuff, material things, electronics, clothes, and stuff like that. And he never had money to pay his bills. And I told him I said, I asked my friend. Matter of fact, it's my friend Michael. You know, he's he's a regular host on this show, but he had the work day. But he's and I told him I said, Do you think that this has a lot to do with his low self-esteem? Of course, he may look physically together and he may have all these things, but do you think that he's trying to? Up Because of low self-esteem He says well I don't think it's that Because I think we had a little bit too much self-esteem I said you're talking about material things You know But do you think that it was something beyond that You know And I, do you think that that's a problem with a lot of the, the gay black men or just a lot of black people in general They have low self-esteem so they try to buy Like we were talking about earlier, do they try to buy themselves into Mm -hmm. a social circle, or they try to date? They feel good if they get any attention from someone white, or because we were discussing this before. So, how? What are your feelings on that whole situation?
2: Mmm. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty lovely question. Um, you know what? I know. (laughs) Really?
1: I went all around the map on that. (laughs) No, nah, well, I mean, it's a loaded
2: question because it's a hot topic is really what it is. It's a loaded question. It's a hot topic. It's a hot issue because these are the things that a lot of people don't know. And a lot of people do this, and they don't look at themselves in the mirror when they're doing this because a lot of it is subconscious. And I keep saying breaking the psychological chains of slavery, a lot of that mm. is subconscious, okay? But people will by any means necessary, and a lot of people who do that are really just looking for acceptance. They just want to feel accepted, okay, so they're going to use any of their resources, whether that be financial, economic, whether that be I'm using my finances to buy the things that you think are cool, so if I have them, you will think I'm cool, or whether that be, you know, these are the things that, you know, you like, Sexually, or, it's
1: or we about your body. Right? Or, or even
2: giving up your body, or even giving mm-hmm. up your body, or sexually, because a lot of these people have, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's no secret as far as race goes. A lot of, you know, um, the sexual chemistry is, you know, focused on that, okay? And a lot of people, what I found is, I talk to black guys, who deal with white guys, and they say, well, these white guys, they all want me to be this kind of way. They all want me to be a thug or they all want me to be dominant or they all want me to be this type of person. And I'm really just not naturally that type of person. I'm trying to, I'm tired of trying to be that, you know? And then I bump into these Mm -hmm. other people that's Mm -hmm. on the Mm -hmm. flip side of this interracial relationship and, you know, the white guys, like, I don't want to be about them. I don't want to be submissive. I don't want to be this. And I'm tired of people looking at me like they can just treat me like Mm -hmm. I'm their Mm -hmm. toy or their this or their that, you know? But then again, these are the things that, you know, some of these people think that you desire, so they play up to that, for you accept it. It is what it is. Whenever you're trying to get something from somebody, and this is, um, I read this book a lot of times. I don't know if anybody ever has heard of it, but it's called The 48 Laws of Power. They say that a powerful person appeals to another person's self-interest when they want something out of that person. So when you want something mm. from somebody, you're supposed to appeal to what they actually like and then in that way you can masquerade yourself and get the things that you actually truly desire. I'll give you an example. If you're dealing with somebody who, um, let's say, he likes um, apples, okay? Now, this is just a, I'm just creating a scenario. Let's say you're dealing with somebody he likes apples. He has an infatuation with apples, okay? Now, let's say this person actually has oranges, has no apples, but he has oranges. I come around with the bag of apples, okay? When I come around with my bag of apples, I'm going to take all of his oranges from him because he's so tied up in consuming the apples that I brought around. Mm-hmm. that I can basically take the oranges, the bananas, the pears, the peaches, and everything else, and he's not going to realize it because he's so consumed in his own self-interest. That's what a powerful person does. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what people do subconsciously is they play into people's desires and their interests to get their acceptance because their acceptance is what they truly desire. And, you know, whatever it is that is their interest, that's what they're willing to give up. Wow. Like you said, whether that be, you know, the cool things that I buy, the cool clothes that I buy, the way that I act, the way that I talk, the way that I dress, the way that I my whole entire entity and being and doing me, my charisma, my personality, whatever, you know, a lot of people do that, and they and, and they're not doing that for themselves. They're not being true to themselves. They're being the person that someone else wants them to be. Me, I can't do that because that's tiresome. I mean, I tried that at one point in time in my life, but, you know, me at 26, I know now that I can't be anybody but myself. Now, there's some people who are going to enjoy right. me for who I am. There's some people who are not. I see people, especially in the LGBT community, I see people all the time that it's like, you know, they are 40, 50 years old, and they're still being who somebody else wants them to be, you know. It's, it's no secret I can go on the Street on any given day and see somebody in their mid, I mean, mid-50s, 40s, you know, still doing Hollister and Abercrombie and Fitch and Sandals and stuff like that. Now, that's not you. You see what I'm saying? That's that's really not you. That's right. not who you are. And I bump into people at the same time when I go into the 10 and I may see somebody in there that's uh, 40, 50 years old. And that's true to me. I don't know that they're 40 or 50 years old because they're dressed like they're 25. So when they tell me their age and they say, I'm 45, or they say, I'm 37 or something like that, I say, wow, I wouldn't ever know. Because you are still trying to appeal to other people's self-interest and not being who you are. You should have grown out of that a long time ago. As a matter of fact, that's not even your generation, what you're doing. is isn't even the generation that you grew up in. But, you know, it is what it is. I notice it all the time. Me, myself, I just I do what makes me feel good. I don't really care. If you don't like me, you don't like me. I'm not concerned. I don't need anybody's, you know. I like they
1: always because one person don't like you. Raggy group, group people don't like you. There's all there. You got all these other people in the world. So, you know, you know, it, it's not the end of the world. Like I said, you you have to find your own. Niche. You have to you know do what makes you happy. Because so at the end of the day, you're the one that has to live with yourself. And this is something that I've noticed too. How a lot of people, um, and I don't really see it as much in the black community, but I've noticed this with the white community. They have. I, and we've discussed About how they I know some of them have to be miserable having to live up to standards Because they can't Date who they want to date Because they're so Caught up in what their Friends and family are Going to think Not even family A lot of them Are so more caught up In what their friends Think about Like cause I know a lot of them They might be Into um, Dating interracially But They're so Concerned about What their friends think That they have to Kind of like Date it's almost like they have to go through a screening process in order to date, or even even if they just want to, you know, little buddy to, you know, get together with, like they have to go through a screening process almost.
2: But you know what, and a lot I of it just, is, is, but you you can't just say that. I don't want to, you know, uh, disagree with you because I agree with you to a certain extent, but you can't just say that because I deal with black people like that all the time though. I deal with black people that I always want to they turn their nose up at if I'm dealing with somebody who is black. Oh, uh, it's fine, it's acceptable. If I deal with somebody who's white, I get all the, the comments. Ah, uh, he likes right. white boys. Ah, uh, he liked this.
0: Yeah. Or you right, know, and they get right.
2: this, you know, saying a little disrespectful stuff. But the difference between me, like I said, I'm 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 a little bit different. Not to say that I'm better, but I'm a little bit different because I really don't care what somebody thinks about me. I truly don't. And mm-hmm. I think that more people need to be like that because the more people really stop caring about what other people think about them, they can get back to themselves. You have to do a lot of self reflecting, you know. Now I went through I mean, you personally know my you know, my whole situation and my right, whole struggle. Right, right, I went right. through a long period of my life where everybody hated me for what I did. You see what I'm saying? Everybody. So I was mm-hmm. so used to it, I just quit caring. I don't even care anymore, you know. And right. then when that brought me into my adult life, it was like that's what helped me. You know what I mean? That's what had me one foot ahead and not getting all of that. Because see, people stress themselves out about those type of things. They say, I can't do this. My friend is going to. Um, you know talk about me or what will they think What will they say and they will have comments And they'll do this and they'll do that And you know me on the other hand You know my friends I choose my friends very carefully And it's hard to get into my circle of friends But once you are in my circle of friends I can guarantee that you are a person who accepts me For who I truly am The good right. and the bad What you perceive to be good and what you perceive to be bad Maybe, you know, like People
1: have to watch Uh
2: like, huh the best thing that we could do at this point, especially me and you, the best thing that we can do at this point, and anybody who's listening, the best thing that you can do at this point is be that role model. And people use that word, and they think that you have to be, you know, so grand and so great. You can be an everyday person and be a role model. All you have to do is put the things that you know are right into action, and that's what me and you need to do. We need to step it up, and we need to start putting this stuff into action, and we need to start showing people you know, a a a different way of doing things. I'm not gonna say good because good is a very subjective word and so is normal. Right. But we have to show people a different way of doing things. We have to we have to be active, man. We need to get out there and we need to start showing people We need to start having shows like this, this this blog and these topics and stuff like that. This is good for people who listen because people can actually educate themselves and get somebody else's point of view. We need to go to, like, when we had that conversation about when we had the show with um, the the members of uh, Indy Pride that was there, you know, we need to go and we need to show up and we need to make our presence be felt. You know, we need to, um, you know, make our faces be seen and make our presence be felt and make our words be understood so that, people can become more accepting and we can actually be proactive about this and not just, you know, sit around and talk about things that we see as wrong and the things that, you know, we see that should be different. You know, we got to be proactive. So that's what I encourage anybody like that's listening to.
1: Like even, like, on on a on a bigger level, large scale level, uh, we have an NAACP chapter here. And it's only going to be as long as um, we make it. Like, if we don't show up, those meetings, which I'm going to get that information and share, which I think they have them every first uh, Saturday or something of the month, I forget. But I'm going to get that information because our chapter here in Indianapolis, I'm going to keep it real with it. It's very weak, and I think okay. that it has to do a lot with participation out there, And we have to make it strong. You know, we have to get behind these organizations that that fight for social change, not just one for one particular group of people. A lot of times. But for all people, you see what I'm saying. So right I for everybody, we, like, said, like like you said, to bring home the point with, That you just mentioned, we have to start getting uh, going to these uh, meetings, going to these, joining these organizations that are out here promoting right causes. Because you know nothing's going to change like you said with us sitting here talking about it. It's, it's good. Right. I mean that's the first step of anything, like solving any issue, is dialogue. But we got to get past the point to where we're not just about dialogue because it sounds good to talk about it, you know what I'm saying? It's all well and good to talk about it. But if if we're not willing to go out there and hit the pavement and put in the work to um, start to, you know, see some type of change, then we, we just, we're we really wasting our time.
2: Right. I, I'm. You know what, you I know, 100% completely I will, agree yeah completely agree. But like I, I gotta it. get up off of here, man. I gotta get up off of here. I do have to run, but um, you know, as a final thought, I just tell people to be very conscious of what you do, be very conscious of um not so much being a consumer but making mm-hmm. some of these business live up to their social responsibility as mm-hmm. business. Businesses and economic institutions, and um, just become proactive. You know, I encourage everybody who's listening, anybody who's listening, you know, to definitely call in, and if you have any suggestions over things that we can possibly do, you know, definitely um, leave those suggestions. Yeah, so that you we can, you can
1: email us, or you can email me at ucofw@live.com at live dot com. And just you know, if you want to help us out, just just send send us a message. And I know a lot of people that don't. Um, Law Talk Radio, hit us up. Or just get in contact with us, like, you know, any meeting that have. I'm actually going to wrap the show up. I just want to get on here for about an hour and talk about this issue. Uh, we will be back with part two of this, hopefully, within the next week. Um, but um, we got a lot of good stuff coming up, so be sure just to check us out, um, and um, we will talk to you soon.
2: All right. All
1: right. All right. It was nice talking to you. yeah